two scared siblings. <coughs> Hello. Welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. Yep. D that's a lot of papers. Things you be got falling. There. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Shit. No, we've got kind of like a little mountain of foam behind the paper, just like propping it up. You know, giving it some moral support. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it's failing. Yeah. It's not morally supporting me at all. Well, it's not for you. Well, it's it should for be. for the microphone. <laughs> Everything should be for me. That's fair. Okay. Well, all right, good. Uh, what <laughs> something for you is an email that ah. was given to us. Yes. Yeah. But first, first I, I yeah, have to tell you what I'm gotta, afraid yeah, of. Yeah, tell me what you're afraid of. I, give I'm me something. My, give a little back. My aging body. Your aging body. Well, we're all our bodies are in a constant yeah. state of aging. I know, but I can't like New Year's. Yeah. Okay. We went to a New Year's party, and we're both still dead. recovering. Still recovering. Yeah. Yeah. I still feel. I think I'm. I'm still dehydrated. Like my skin has that weird dry feeling. Oh gosh, me too. Yeah. I've been noticing that, and I was like, oh. The recovery is just not the same as it used to be. Oh man. I mean, I yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess not for you. For you. you could tell mm -hmm. the difference now, hey? I can tell the difference. Like, I mean, it was not sudden. No. <laughs> but, um, like, gradually it's gotten worse. Oh, geez. So what, what you're feeling for your recovery will just get worse. <laughs> As I grow up and become a real A real boy. man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we uh, eavesdropped on some conversations. Yeah, we did, and we posted those oh, on we Twitter. We tweeted those. Yeah. We Twittered those, as I like to say. She says Twittered, and <laughs> she also calls Twitter Tweeter, so she's kind of got them, like, fucked up there. I'm such an old person. A little bit. But it's not because I don't know what it's called. It's because I, like, mix my brain shorts out when I try to talk about social media. The <laughs> I'm traumatized from doing our social media and it's yeah. killing my brain cells. I mean, I will be honest, it does get to be a, like a lot. It does. I mean, because I'm on like several sites, right? And I've, I've like got to be active on all of them. It's just like a, a lot to keep track of. And we have to of, be active like, on messages ours. especially. Yeah, no, we do. <sighs> so... We check our Tumblr, which got censored, which we need to fix. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah you should check that because you yeah. uh, argued with them, right? No, but I have argued before, and okay. I will argue You'll need again. to argue for us, because... I will never stop arguing. Okay. Arguing with people online is my line of duty, it seems. So what are you afraid of, then? I am afraid arguing of... Arguing with Tumblr? No, 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 that feels good. All right. Um, yeah, I was, like, really mean to them on Twitter, and I still don't regret it. You should be. I know, I should regret it too. Sometimes I'll just type things, I'll wake up and be like, eh, was that too much? And in this case, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm afraid of, um, hmm, ha. Ah. Mm, Boom! Ah! Okay, there we go. Now. <laughs> You're afraid of me. Yeah, I, I'm afraid of my, my cats dying. Oh. At all times, that's a big fear of mine. Yeah. This morning, Hazel kind of, like, disappeared for a little bit, and Mom and I were both like, oh, where is she? Yeah. Where could she possibly have gone? Uh, exactly. Exactly. Like, I went out for a smoke, but, like, I would notice if she'd come out with me. Yeah. There's only so much balcony. Well, she doesn't smoke, so. Yeah, that's true, she, too. She's, she would never go. She gave up the habit, like, a couple years back. <laughs> she was really hard into it when she was a kitten, though, you know, rough upbringing. <laughs> yeah. She had some hard times as a child. You can tell. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. reflected in her current personality. <laughs> Some cats <laughs> smoked in their youth, and you can, you yep. can tell. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my oh. kitty babies. But yeah, that's a constant fear. So that's okay. weekly that's and also always. Yeah. So yeah. we have an email. It's a secret cousin email. Yeah, <laughs> secret cousin email. Like, I'm Our glad secret that, cousin I'm glad she's Brenda. like helping out. Yeah. Um. Well, she didn't like exactly write out these emails, but she just gave me a few of the cases that she worked on Ooh. when she was in like that Ontario Paranormal Investigation team. Yeah, because she's a Ghostbuster. I don't she's know if a you Ghostbuster. guys remember, but um, our secret cousin is a Ghostbuster, which makes us a pretty big deal. Yeah, we're like. Mm-hmm. kind of famous we are like, yeah exactly like i don't mean to like be too overblown with this but we're like we're amazing pretty and much also celebrities the best yeah of everything okay <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> so Come here on. is the story so this one is about saint Ch- thomas church in belleville uh, okay. Its congregation formed in December on December 26, 1818. Okay. It has the honor of having the first public cemetery of the area containing people of the Methodist, Roman Catholic, Presbyterian, and Anglican faiths. But there is a dark past. Oh, that's Boom. exciting. Burials began in 1821 and ended in 1874 when legislation passed that um, stop burials within the city of Belleville because they decided it was unhealthful. That's a word I hear a lot of outside of the 1870s. In regular sentences, always. So after being destroyed by fire in 1876, and then again in 1975, the church was rebuilt, but it had lost its burial records. Oh, shit. So in 1989, a decision was made to build a parish hall, and to do this, excavation was required of approximately 80 graves. Oh, man. After receiving the correct permits, a group from Northeastern Archaeological Associates was contacted to disinter the remains. Oh, Much of the above uh, evidence of previous burials was long obliterated due to the passage of time, and to make matters worse, there were no burial records to refer to. I like that. Obliterated. They were no longer lost. Obliterated. These were just friggin' annihilated. Burned, exploded, spat on, eaten, (laughs) pooped out. Eaten and again. then eaten again, <laughs> puked out, puked out, and burned again, and fed to the dog, yeah. and then burned again. Yeah, they lit the dog's puke. <laughs> they on lit fire. the dog on fire. Ah oh, no, no, no! It's sometimes that you took just you have to do turn. what you, you got to do, right? No. Yeah. Uh, Can't they just it's the truth. I, this is something themselves on fire. It sounds like they were trying. I mean, if this church went down like twice from fire, like geez, it's who keeps doing these things. It's people in the 1800s not understanding candles yeah, very well. I know everything was made of wood, and they're like, you know, it'd be great. And you to know have what? It this co- wooden structure, approximately 200 candles on my body at any given moment, and then also parchment paper everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, because we need more kindling. it needs to have kindling. Okay. Yeah, and they occasionally just like trip and spill oil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, that's not a big deal. We don't have to clean that up. Okay. We'll be fine. So, Needless to say, the citizens of the area were surprised to find out that there were not 80 graves to move. Oh, no. 579 grave shafts were discovered containing 607 people. What? Most were buried separately, but some were stacked on top of each oh, other. Oh, that explains that. The reason for this, or the theories, um, including 
the so one of the theories includes the townspeople suffering through epidemics and not having time to bury the dead in individual graves. Ooh. But whatever the reason, this discovery has made St. Thomas's Church Cemetery one of the largest historical cemeteries of its size in North America. Where is Belleville? Is this like Ontario? Ontario. Okay, yeah, yeah okay. Uh, along with this notoriety, the St. Thomas Church Cemetery has several legends concerning the dead. The first is concerning a military man named Captain James McNabe. <laughs> it is said that Captain McNabe was accidentally killed in the Rebellion of 1837 and was buried at St. Thomas Church Cemetery. I'm not sure why the Captain McNabe made me chortle. I'm not sure know. either. It's not. There's something, uh, there's it threw something me out. just about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So he died in the Rebellion and was buried there. Yeah, and his tombstone is one of several embedded in the exterior of the foundation walls of the church. Oh. The other is concerning a man who died two months after working on the construction of the original church in 1818. Oh, man. Legend has it that Alan Taylor is buried in the middle of the church and that the spirits of both of these men walk the cemetery. Hmm. So it's been part of the Creepy. fabric of Belleville for almost two centuries and brings a colorful history to the area. So it's just a thing that Belleville like lives with and understands now. There's like, oh yeah, yeah. it's the the big cemetery. They were really I off on it. their numbers. Uh like 80 to actually 607. Like that's not a yeah. small margin of error. <laughs> I mean, their files were destroyed or records, but I don't yeah, I don't know why they just tossing them, all them bodies. But yeah. So the old parish hall is privately owned, but the church is open to the public today. So you can go check that out. Yeah, and try to find the ghosties. Ghosties. Yeah, that our secret cousin hasn't busted yet, apparently. I don't Brenda, think she... Brenda, yeah. what are you doing? Um, Just meeting them and letting them go, not writing them up or anything? Yeah, she's kind of a softie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, falling down on that that task. She has like it's a, a sacred task. Slimer Peter relationship with them. <laughs> I guess where you're it's like It's a very intimate relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had a beautiful connection really. I think you should go first. Okay, I can go first. Because so, I just read a yeah, secret cousin email. That's fair. Um so <laughs> today we have New Year shit. Yay, yeah, because it's, it's the New Year. Yeah. The if year has know. become new, <laughs> theoretically. That's how time is. And <laughs> also, I have to tell you about the Namahage. Yeah. No, I'm this too is scared. a New Year demon. Don't do it. Yes. So, the Namahage in traditional Japanese folklore is a demon like being. Uh, which is often portrayed by young men wearing large, heavy oni masks, and oni are like ogres slash demons, and traditional straw capes called mino. And they do this during a New Year's ritual that takes place throughout villages of the Oga Peninsula area of Akita Prefecture in northern Honshu. So this is like a very localized thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that so sounds specific. It, yeah, Oga <laughs> Peninsula, I guess, which is interesting because they're og ogres. Oga. Ogres. Crazy how languages work. All right, so <laughs> the appearance of the demon themselves and, like, what the men who dress up as some might resemble. Um, Namahage are a ferocious-looking demon-like yokai, which live in the mountains along the northern coast of the Sea of Japan. So they have bright red or blue skin, wild hair and eyes, large mouths full of sharp teeth, 
And they often have horns sprouting from their forehead. That sounds like me in the morning. That's just you in general. Oh, well. I, I can't remember, I've written says, like, in the morning, but I feel like, I feel like people who say that just mean, like, always. Well, In the morning no. and also the afternoon and sometimes at night. <laughs> <laughs> My hair isn't wild all day. I do brush it. You've tamed the hair. All right, so, yeah, they also, they wear the straw leggings and the raincoats, and they carry large blades, and despite their alarming appearance and behavior, (laughs) and the way they enjoy brandishing knives, particularly brandishing those knives at new brides and small children, they are considered to be well-meaning. Oh, good. I mean... (laughs) This is a well-meaning knife brandishing at a child. Yeah, that's really that terrible to brandish knives at pregnant women and children. Yeah. (laughs) It's really just like a stop overpopulation thing. Yeah, jeez, man. I don't know. So... The frightfully dressed men, um, who are sometimes armed with, like, the genuine large knives, which are called Devo knives, uh, but they might also have, like, wooden fakes or ones made of paper mache if they're feeling nice, Crafty. I guess. Yeah, and they, like, they walk around toting a teoke, or hand pail made of wood, and they march in pairs or threes, going door to door, making the rounds of people's homes, admonishing children who may be guilty of laziness or bad behavior, and yelling certain phrases, which I will divulge to you in a second once I free my cat. I think Dandelion just bit my butt. Did she? Well, it I felt I don't think she bites, though. And... Did you poke the bum? Were you copping a feel? <laughs> she just poked exactly one claw. It may have been an electrical claw, like, static It was. Thing. She is a ball of static. Okay. My, my girl's a floof. As I was like, what was that? I turned around, like, her face is in my butt. <laughs> Dancy, did you want freedom? Did you want liberation? Free that poor thing before she bites my butt again. She didn't bite you. She electrocuted you. Before she electrocutes my butt again. I accidentally electrocuted her foot the other day from the static. Well, that's her own fault. She's all How dare she grow all that fluff and roll (laughs) around and be adorable. Yeah, so they, yeah, these guys will actually go to people's houses. And, yeah, the reason is, like, to admonish children and oftentimes wives who may be guilty of laziness or bad behavior, and they like to yell phrases like, are there any crybabies around? Or, are naughty kids around? Which they say in Japanese, of course, but specifically in the pronunciation and accent of the local dialect. That'd be scary if it were English, because everybody'd be like, what are you saying? Yeah, yeah, that'd be even worse. Like, (laughs) it was a foreign language you're shouting at me and my children. So, during the festival, they may also come into people's homes and demand to speak to the head of the house, who then must give them sake and food, uh, and implore them not to hurt them or their families, trying to convince them that the head of the house's children, and traditionally his wife gets lumped in with the children, are not lazy, right? So they can stomp throughout the home and basically just, like, scare the shit out of everyone who lives there. This sounds like an awesome job. I want to yeah, be one of these guys. Yeah, this is a lot like, uh, this reminds me of Krampus a I would just bit. like to march in and be like, give me sake and food. Yeah. And beg me to spare, spare your children. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, basically the Namahage would admonish laggards who sit around <laughs> the fire idly doing nothing useful. One of the refrains used by the Namahage in the olden days was, blisters peeled yet? Uh, Nanomi, yeah, you'll see, you'll see why, like, Nanomi signifies heat blisters, 
or more precisely, hidako, a rash-like condition caused by overexposure to fire. So, from sitting in the dugout hearth. Thus, fire or rash peeling is generally believed to be where the name namahage comes from. So, like, lazy people where people sat by the fire too much and got blisters from it. So they can tell if your blisters aren't peeled that you've been just sitting by the fire being a lazy ass all day. You are super lazy if you don't move away from the fire after if, you, yeah, start if you start to That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, well, if you're that you need to lazy, get up, you do need to move at least. before your entire foot just like goes up in flames. <laughs> They're just yeah. like, it's only my it foot goes, that's poof. on fire. Yeah. I'll, I'll move when it starts traveling up to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which will Stomach. be in the next like two <laughs> seconds, yeah. So, yeah. So that's what that that comes from, basically. And some of the Namahage's other spoken lines of old were "knife wetted yet" and "boiled azuki beans done yet." So they're just like questioning and guilting here. They're like, "What about the housework?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you what gotten your shit cooking? done yet? Yeah. Are you Are you really not lazy? Have you wetted your knife? Because that would sure tell Something me. you should always be doing if you don't have anything else to do. Yeah. I mean, I, these were lines of old, so it does make sense, I guess. Although, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't but, know. But, like, the knives that they carry around uh, actually signify the instrument used to slice off the blisters. So, like, that's why. Oh. Yeah, in the cold winter months, yeah, like, it's basically, yeah. It's also uh, customary to eat uh, adzuki beans on that date. Mm. So, like, that's that's where that comes from, yeah, but, like... So they could be, like, They could slice off them blisters, yeah. (laughs) Ah, that just sounds painful, though. Like, uh, someone brandishing a knife at you, threatening to, like, slice off your your foot blisters. I don't know. I don't know, it sounds brutal, but, like, newlywed couples were especially harassed by Namahage, um, they are expected to give an account of all the evil deeds they committed during their first year together, uh, which I can imagine gets, like, really personal. Yikes. Um, and they, yeah, I don't know, man. They keep it in a book. Do Um, newlyweds do more horrible things than not newlyweds? I mean, maybe Bonnie and Clyde kind of newlyweds. Like, like, they just got a long list. commit some felonies in our first year. We'll settle down and have children in our second year. I guess maybe, yeah, I don't know what counts as a sin, like, for, like, these ancient times, right? Because, like, in way back in the day, there was some, like, funny things that counted as bad, right? I remember we were taking that quiz to see if we'd go to the underworld or not and like we both failed because we we may have whipped someone with straw or something (laughs) yeah no in ancient egypt we would have been sent to hell Mm -hmm. yeah uh, we found that out at like, the Royal BC Museum. Yeah, we took the quiz, <laughs> and it's very, very vague questions like, have you ever accidentally hurt someone's feelings or something? Yeah. It's like, well, uh, yeah, Everybody has. Pretty much everyone on the planet. Apparently fact, that didn't happen literally everyone. very often. <laughs> yeah, I think that it was worded more vaguely, so like it meant more like if you'd done something in ancient Egypt that was a bit more brutal, like, by hurt someone's feelings, they mean, like, probably... Like, seriously like, was devastating. really them. nasty stuff, yeah. Or, yeah. like, you know, slandered families or whatever, yeah. Yeah. So it could be stuff that's worse than just accidentally, like, stepping on someone's foot once. Yeah. But, yeah. So they are harassed the most of all, made to recount their sins, and they also have to serve the sake and food to the Namahage before sending them off. 
And since the demons can see everything that happens in each house from their mountain home, they take notes in a special <laughs> book throughout the year, so they will know if you're, like, leaving shit out. The book is extracted at this time, and the deeds of the family are more closely examined. Oh. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the demons are convinced that the family is too lazy or disobedient to live, and they have to be plied with more sake and persuaded that the head of the house will keep the family in check, essentially. And, uh... Basically, to do so, like, the demons can also be summoned to the house again later if the family has gone astray. And by, like, to summon them, you can, I think, either they or, like, the head of the house can clap their hands three times while facing the mountains of the demon. Like, the mountain of the demons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if you accidentally did that? Well, how many times do you accidentally clap three times while facing a mountain, Andrea? You could be clapping for some other reason and just well, yeah, happen to be facing the mountain. Yeah, exactly three times. What if you do it three times and then a they're slow summoned, clap. but you're like, no, I meant, I was like I was totally do clapping the a lot. Yeah, no, <laughs> that that fourth clap was coming, I swear. Yeah, so yeah, that, that can happen. So before they leave a home, after being successfully convinced, they're sure to warn the family of their return next New Year's Eve. So this happens every year to some people, I guess. Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure how. So they probably don't have to warn them. They just know. Yeah, they they're, they're they do coming. warn. They're like, you'll see us next year, you badly behaved. And they're like, we know you come every year. Yeah. <laughs> the family's just like, oh. Well, there's a lot of like screaming and crying that happens during these visits in the olden times at least. So, wow. yeah. So there's one potential origin story I have for the demons themselves. Um, there's many different ones, but here's one of the more like commonly like ones that I found pop up the most. Um, in the ancient Han dynasty of China, the Emperor Wu came to Oga with five bats to find a medicinal plant for an elixir of immortality. Bats? Yep. Like animal bats or like... I'm assuming bats, yes. Yeah, probably, they were animals. They were probably not bats. baseball bats. <laughs> in the ancient dynasty, no, probably not. <laughs> so the five bats transformed into demons... And they worked hard for the emperor. Um, I think they turned to demons because, like, one day the five bats asked the emperor, could you please give us just one day to rest? And eventually they were given a break on the 15th day of the first lunar calendrical year. Uh, though the festival date was changed to the western New Year's Eve over time. As demons, they went down to the villages and stole crops, animals, and even young girls. And in one telling of the legend... In, uh, in one telling of the legend, the demons demanded that the village hand over all the young women who lived there. So, people in the village were distraught and offered the demons a deal. <laughs> yep. They were slightly put out. Yeah, they were a little bit bummed. So they're like, ah, oh, we got a deal. So if the demons could make a thousand stone steps from the beach to Goshado's uh, shrine, located on the summit of the mountain, in a single night before the roosters crowed, they would offer a girl to them every year. Every fuck, I'm just dying. Every year. <laughs> or in some tales, they would just like hand over all the women without a fuss. Oh. Yeah, so in some versions of it, they're just, they're like, just yes, like, give us all your them. women. And yeah, well, if you can build these steps, we'll just let you take all the women. But yeah, that didn't work out for the demons. 
Uh, if the demons could not build these steps, they were to never return. So although people in the village expected that it would be impossible to build a thousand stone steps in a night, the demons made the steps easily. They are magical. They are demons. Yeah, when the demons finished making the 999th stone step, people panicked. But the villagers tricked the demons by having the village fool imitate the, like, cock-a-doodle-doo sound of the morning rooster. And the demons were so surprised and mad that they dragged over a thousand-year-old cedar, stuck it into the ground, and stormed back to the mountain. They supposedly never came down (laughs) to the village again. What? I know, I like how this one was worded. Okay, so I found this info from a lot of different places and was trying to piece it together. Yeah, they were really mad, so like I do when I'm angry, I just uproot a fucking tree and I just put it right in front of the mountain because I'm like, "This, this is where this tree lives now. Well, that's your show. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> now what? Your move, villagers. <laughs> I won't take your women, but I will move this tree. Yeah. So, so there. there. I assume it like was symbolic because it was at the base of the mountain that they put it, like saying like this is like a mark of our return or something. Uh, I'm assuming there was that. Like oh. I, d- I was not given the context while reading that particular paragraph, so mm-hmm. I was just like, that's <laughs> wow. That's random. I mean, I guess they really just uh, they were so mad. Have you, have you ever been that mad where you just like you Moved rip a, a red wood out of the earth <laughs> with your bare ass hands, just like Ugh! only once. Yeah, but it was a really bad day, and in my defense, it was that other person yeah. who had irritated me was really irritating. <laughs> yeah, all the trees are just like, man, why do we always have to be the ones like, that you take <laughs> your anger trees. out on? They're all just moved every few. <laughs> Days like, by oh, someone pissy's coming by. I'm just gonna prepare myself. They're just like, shit. Yeah, <laughs> they try to hide. They try yeah. to like dig their roots in deeper. <laughs> yeah, they just clench. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, that's the sound of a tree clenching. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. that's my tree clench sound. So I Andrea like has more New Year's Eve despair for us. I do. Although, yeah, hers is actual, like, a, a case. Murder. So, like, this one's murder. I murder. gave you demons. Andrea's murder. giving you murders. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good way to start the new year. So, tell me about what happened. Okay. So, this is a murder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Are you okay? Yes. Um, we've, we've I mean, got I guess we've that covered far. that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's the murder of Noelle Paquette. Oh, cool. Nice name. And I mean, not that the murder was cool. I know just her. the name is her nice. Her name <laughs> was pretty. Yeah. Um, this occurred in Sarnia, which is in southwestern Ontario. Okay, so Canadian. We're, we're pooping on Ontario today. Oh, shit, yeah. 71,000-ish population. Okay. In 2015. But this occurred so in 2013. Yeah. So... This happened in the early morning hours of New Year's Day 2013. Mm-hmm. Noelle Paquette, who was 27, was a kindergarten teacher, and she had been at a party with her boyfriend. At around 2 a.m., they had a fight, and she stormed out of the party. Oh, geez. A friend of hers tried to stop her and ended up walking with her for a few blocks to try to convince her to come back. Come back. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, Noelle was determined to walk all the way to Courtright, which is south of Sarnia, uh, which is where she had bought a house. So she's just going to okay, walk all the so way home. she just wanted to walk all the way home, yeah. Yeah, which is apparently <clears throat> fairly far. But she's yeah, like, it sounds like it. Yeah, storm in a way. Uh, so 
she and her friend are caught on some surveillance video along the way. Oh. Um, but I think at, like at one point her friend um, was just like, okay, I'm going to let you go. And she went back to the party. Mm-hmm. So uh, as she was walking, she texted her boyfriend several times. And witnesses saw her walking down the street crying. Oh. And then at 2.30 a.m., her phone went dead. So. That's not good. No. Man. Oh, no. Let me tell you about two other people. Oh. Michael McGregor, who is 22, and Tanya Bogdanovich, who is 34, were best friends, is what they called each other. Oh, no. They had bonded over their violent sexual appetites and their mutual desire to attack a random woman. (laughs) The way they met was over a fetish social networking site for people interested in bondage, dominance, and sadomasochism. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, and then they had nicknames for each other. They called themselves Sterling Archer and Lana Kane after characters in the cartoon Archer. Oh, no. Which I've never watched. Okay, that's embarrassing. But... That's just straight up embarrassing. It'd be like you calling yourself like Lois Griffin or something. Like it's yeah. embarrassing. Lois Griffin. Oh, you Peter be Griffin. Pe- yeah. Peter, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, that'd be terrible. Yeah. That's awkward. But I mean, it sounds like these were not the coolest of people. So. No, they weren't. At all. No. (laughs) Not even a little bit. Um, No, not even slightly. They had known each other, like, for seven months. Okay. And they specifically wanted to rape and stab a woman. Oh. And they were interested in rape play. Oh, no. Tanya had fantasies about being raped. That's actually really common for women. Yeah. Apparently, like, a huge percentage of women have, like, admitted to having, like, fantasies of being raped. I think it's just, like, so embedded in, like, culture. That in itself isn't that shameful. I mean, No, no, no. I don't think so either. I think it's scarier if you're fetishizing about raping someone. That's way more dangerous. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, you can, with your partner that you trust, pretend anything you want, right? Yeah, but they obviously took this beyond pretend. Yeah, that wasn't exactly... Uh, I mean, that's how it started out. So she liked knife play and cutting. And uh, Tanya wrote stories about sexually assaulting teens. Ew. And she wanted to help. She wanted help to fight her sex addiction. I can't talk. (laughs) Yeah, she needed help. Yeah. Um, Especially. Yeah. So, I mean, like she admitted that she wanted like some counseling or something. But but she obviously did not seek it. No, clearly so, not. Or not, like, anything that worked out, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Michael could be talked into doing anything, is what he later said, right? Oh, okay. So, yeah, he wasn't really looking for help. He was just like, yep, game. Yeah, like, anything anybody else wanted, he would go with, oh, is what he was trying to say when I I suspect he was, you know, yeah, trying, trying to, to place less blame of, on himself yeah, by saying, like, oh, oh, she well, talked me into it. Yeah, Tanya told me to, and, and I can be talked into doing anything, so. Yeah, okay. It'd be hard to, t- I can too, but not this sort of thing. Yeah. Like. Uh, he used that as well as his high sex drive as an excuse for oh what happened. God. Oh, no. And weirdly enough, Tanya had a boyfriend and three children at home, and Ugh. her boyfriend was the father of her youngest child, So she, and she worked as a nurse. So she had, like, a totally settled normal, life. settled family life. Yeah, she's, like, 34, so I guess that makes sense, right? Yeah. Well, when this happened – okay, so um, I had found this confusing, too, because it said Michael was 22 and Tanya was 34, but mm-hmm. that was, like, when they went to court. So oh, it actually so he may have been younger. was three years before that. So he was like 19 and she was 31. Well, it makes sense if she had the weird fancies about teens. She might like have been talking to a teen online. 
Yeah, and he was like 18 or 19, right? So then he is a teenager. Technically, yeah. And what what she's kind of into, uh, yeah. at least at least Close younger enough, than she yeah. is, right? Yeah, younger than she is, yeah. So uh, Tanya and Michael were doing stuff already, and their mm-hmm. but their relationship had started to lose its flair. Right. Uh, Tanya was mad at Michael because he was with another woman, but she also... She was married. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think he was with, with another woman. Like, they didn't elaborate on that because another article said that she was just mad at him because he had kind of like started ignoring her a little bit Uh, but the reason he had started ignoring her was because he was jealous because she had several other playmates that she was hooking up with right and um you know up until now like they had been doing consensual um violent yeah sex stuff yeah but at least it was between them at least it was consensual in between the two of them yeah, they um, kept it to themselves. Yeah. But the, what they decided was that they needed more violence in their sex to spice oh, no. things up and, like, re- rekindle yeah, their flame. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah. Michael was a college dropout who delivered pizza. Mm-hmm. Tanya was a drug addict, addict who was... Addict? Addict. <laughs> a drug addict who was raped as a teen in a group home. Oh. And she previously worked as an escort. Well, that makes sense. A lot of survivors can, you know... It makes sense her interest in teens and like being raped, yeah. Yeah, because she's kind of like trying Sometimes to relive they, it. Like the sad thing is, like therapy, you can relive that, and it, it's cathartic for some people, but it's the exact opposite for other people. Yeah, where so it's without like a help, trigger would, and yeah, it can be a trigger for some people, or it can be exactly what they need to do under controlled circumstances with a professional for other people to learn how to have control of it, the situation. Yeah, basically, you replay it, but you you have get control. to control over it. Yeah, because yeah. it's your fantasy, and but... then you don't feel like you were. <clears throat> So helpless and stuff. Yeah, like there's various ways of doing this. So it's, oh man, this could have been prevented if she'd gotten help. Yeah. That worked, yeah. Um, okay. There were, through their website, like the website they met on, and then through Ugh. texts and emails, it, they're all of this stuff chronicled the pair planning murder. Oh, okay. And they, they called each other best friends or besties. Oh, jeez. Um, basically with benefits. Wow. Tanya, at one point, was leading Michael all around like the local mall oh. and around college on a leash with his oh hands my cuffed. Gosh. Oh so no. they totally were like into the um, uh, S&M. Yeah, that's such a like nasty thing to do though is like in public. I know. like the people around you don't consent to seeing that shit. No, like, I know. It's, ugh. <clears throat> wow. Well, so, they were bad people, yeah. Back to what happened. Yep. So some people had seen Michael walking behind Noel, right? Um, but obviously... An- like, I don't know if she was freaked out or anything, but Tanya ended up driving up in her, her white Grand Prix, and Noel got in, and Tanya reversed the car and picked up Michael. Oh, jeez. So it's Tanya probably offered, probably offered her, her a ride. ride yeah. yeah. And then Noel was upset, obviously, and probably just like, oh. Probably trusted her, yeah. Cause a some, woman I can be um, sad. Yeah, like a woman around. in her early 30s <laughs> seems like yeah. a lot of people mistakenly will feel like there's no danger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they drove out of or south out of Sarnia, 25 kilometers south to a, r- a remote rural road where she was directed at knife point to walk into the woods. Oh. And then they raped and brutally murdered her in a frenzied knife attack. They stabbed her 49 times. Oh, my God. This there are signs that she made efforts to fight back. Yeah. Just after 4 a.m. on New Year's Day 2013... Uh, the white Grand Prix was spotted broken down at the side of the road um, on the outskirts of Sarnia. Okay. Oh, I have to turn my page, but my Your old lady joints. 
<laughs> are hurting. Okay. Oh, geez. Because we'll I've been you leaning a walker, on this arm. Ma'am. Yeah, it's fine. I have carpet print in my knuckles. Yeah. Okay, so inside the car were Tanya and Michael. They were covered in blood, and Michael had a serious injury to his hand. Oh, good. Noel got him. Yeah, and uh, there was blood on and in the car. Ugh. The driver's side floor had a knife. And that it looked like it had been freshly cleaned in the snow. Okay, so they just kind of, yeah. Yeah, so before the police got up to the car, Tanya came out and was crying and had blood on her face and hands. And she told the officers that her friend had cut himself. Oh. And she ended up telling them about the sexualized knife play and that they had driven out to the country to celebrate the New Year's with with, um, their kink basically, like, yeah. to do all this kinky stuff right. with knife play. And then they said the car had run out of oil, but they had decided to continue on with their knife play anyway, but then Michael had badly hurt himself. So they fabricated this thing on the spot, yeah. Yeah, they basically said the truth, except for the whole, it was, there was a third person that we raped that and we killed. That we raped and murdered. Yeah. God. Oh, my gosh. Poor Noel. Yeah. Um, the officers called an ambulance, and Tanya and Michael were allowed to wait inside their car, and they were seen, Ugh. like, kissing passionately in there oh my gosh so like no Uh, regret wow and then they were taken to the hospital in sarnia and as they were taken michael smiled and asked the paramedic is this the strangest thing you ever had Uh. yeah creepy and at the hospital tanya was seen with her nose pressed up against the treatment room window and pacing and so like nurses and other personnel thought she was michael's mother which is hilarious (laughs) oh no she's like 12 years older yeah his young mom yeah but he he apparently looked um really young for his age which would make sense again why this woman was interested in him yeah and Uh. she possibly looked old for age i kind of saw their pictures it's hard for me to tell but yeah because they are um mug shots (laughs) yeah (laughs) and nobody looks great everyone looks old and haggard yeah yeah um, so later in the emergency room area, they were holding each other and kissing and embracing. And then also in that a... That must have weirded out the people who thought it was his mom. Yeah. <laughs> and then in a treatment room, uh, when they were laying on stretchers... Yeah. They had their hands to their faces and they were giggling and laughing as if they thought something was funny. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so fucked. Um, there is evidence that they returned to the crime scene on January 2nd and then left mere minutes before the body was discovered at about 10.30 a.m. Oh, wow. Yeah. Basically, Noelle had fatal wounds to her neck and heart, Mm -hmm. and then she had wounds to her hands, which indicated that she had defended herself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 30 hours after the discovery, Tanya was arrested in London where Michael had gone for surgery, and then Michael was arrested four hours after that. Good. Tanya was arrested in the parking lot of the hospital, and the arresting officer asked, how can you be so calm? And Tanya was like, have you ever felt nothing? I know I will never feel anything again. Oh. And then she asked, will Archer be medically taken care of? Uh Using his, like, Archer nickname. Yeah, using the nickname. Yeah. Uh So they were both taken back to the Petrolia OPP detachment, while McGregor, Michael, Maintained his silence during the police interview, Tanya was chatty but wanted to talk to her lawyer first. (laughs) The police put a woman undercover officer in Tanya's cell, and Tanya whispered to the officers that she didn't know what she'd do in jail for the next 18 years and that the past four days were like a giant house of cards caving in. She told the undercover officer about her love of porn and suggested that she and Michael were just convenient suspects. 
She said the police wanted her story, but her name was Tanya, not Patsy. Ugh, corny. Right? Gosh. Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> These people are so off. I know. Okay. So the one, like, redeeming thing that they did was they opted to plead guilty to first-degree murder. Good. And then they accepted the only sentence available of life with no chance of parole for 25 years. Good. Michael said he considered, or Michael said he wondered how he could do something so terrible and hurt so many people, and he said sorry multiple times when he was testifying. Hmm. He said, I would take it all back in an instant if I could. I'm so sorry for what I've done and the pain I've caused you all who loved her so much. Hmm. And then there is, um, there's a charity website that has been started in Noelle's name. It's called Noelle's Gift. Yeah. And it provides supplies and food to children that need it. Um, so, like, kids that don't have daily necessities like shoes, class supplies, clothing, like, yeah. stuff like that. I'm glad that something was started up there. Yeah, and it's yeah. Um, it's at noellesgift.ca, and I can post the link on social media and yeah. the information and stuff. So Yeah, in case you guys want to donate to Noelle. Yeah, to yeah. Noelle's uh, charity. That's yeah. really sad. I know. I wonder if uh, Michael actually sense. means it. Like, she was a kindergarten teacher, so that's probably what she was all yeah, about. Yeah, she was probably sure about. Kids were good. Yeah, like, that makes sense. Yeah, taking care of. I know. I was gonna say like uh, that's an interesting thing to do, but they, that does make sense now that she's a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, I didn't teacher. make the link like right away either. <clears throat> I was like, uh, why specifically? I mean, that's a good cause, but but like why specifically that? Yeah, like, yeah. Wouldn't it be like because usually it's something of like or something? Yeah. Yeah, usually something about that, or it's something that the person was really passionate about yeah something passionate so it makes sense that she was probably yeah. uh very much into like children's welfare yeah yeah because she's a kindergarten uh, teacher gosh that poor woman like she's pretty young too i know uh, so my friend so, yeah. Aaron, <laughs> yeah uh, moving right along my friend Aaron yeah, wants us to change our intro Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were told to change our intro. And probably everyone who's listened to our first two episodes where I didn't de-amplify the scream is probably like, yes, change it, please. (laughs) We like it, but we we do want to switch it up. We were always planning to switch it up. Um, But, yeah, so if you have – If you have suggestions. Or if you don't want us to switch it up. Uh, email yeah. us. Yeah, send us an opinion. We could do a poll yeah. on Twitter, too. It'd be good. And then uh, what we would need to do is find someone or write our own intro music if we wanted to do a musical intro. Yeah. Because I can't really see any other options other I'm than I'm taking – okay, so I, I was watching a YouTube video, mm-hmm. and I clicked a link to give myself two – Free months of Skillshare, thanks to this I got that particular email. influencer. Yeah, you're welcome. I was checking welcome. the Too Scared Siblings email, and I was like, what is this about? Well, yeah, it's a site that a lot of, like, YouTube influencers are being made to kind of, like, shill right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, sponsors their videos and whatever. But I got two free months out of this, like, the first 500 people to click. And I, I'm on YouTube, like, a lot. So I was one of those people, and mm-hmm. I got that. And I signed up, and I am taking a course related to composing music, uh, like electronic music, like oh. learning how to do it on the computer with like the programs that like Mac offers. You should because that'd be fun. Maybe make us an intro. I would that's really what we like to, to do. do that. Yeah, if I can, if the course that I took is good, because they're these are all like one hour, like and or like up to like five hour courses, right? But they're, they're like really good, and apparently like crash courses, they're popular. I don't know. I picked some ones that looked good. And yeah. electronic music, I knew someone who did it. 
and it's something I've always kind of wanted to be able to do. So if I can, if I figure That'd it out cool. from that course, I can try that. Yeah, you should. Otherwise, try. yeah. Yeah. If, like anyone out there wants to like do give that. us some tips, that'd be yeah. sweet. Yeah. Or even make our intro. Or even make our intro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be awesome. Uh, it only used to be a like a ten-second original. Yeah, just um, ten second thing. original melody or something yeah. that's kind of creepy horror related. Yeah, you guys, yeah. if you want to do that, like if anyone out there is like super into that and wants to do that, then like yeah, send that our way and we'll like totally look over these things and like give you feedback and like maybe it'll just be our intro from now on. That'd be yeah. kind of cool. That'd be really nice. Yeah. Maybe we'll choose an intro from people. You know, we probably and then will. If yeah. If we choose no, your intro, some... we can like. Well, yeah, exactly. We can and, like other people's are probably gonna be better than mine. Give but... a prize. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like we'd give a prize, if we do yeah. get listener samples, then yeah, we get listener samples. We Maybe we could give a prize. Yeah, if we go with mine, we could at least like yeah, we could do a little contest for oh, like we could intro, have, like a little bit of merch made. Yeah, let's do that. I know that's something we haven't been doing much of. Much no. of. Um, that's because we're still or trying to buy the microphones. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, or like not you know, we, a single thing of. Yeah. Yeah, we will. But we will. Yeah. No, we're getting on top of that. Mm-hmm. And we're saving up and we'll be able to get those microphones soon. Yeah. And from then on, it's merch time. Yeah. Yes. Actually, after the microphones, we should totally focus on merch. Although I think I can just do some designs for it and like put mm-hmm. them up on, um, I don't know, maybe Store Envy or Redbubble or something. Whoever, like, because I can just draw oh, yeah. the designs. You can easily get merch made, and we could get it done, yeah. like, on a small basis. Yeah, it'd but be But if fun. we get a lot of people interested, it'd be good to yeah. have at least big orders, right? It'll be cute merch, too, yes. But yeah, so... So send us that, and also, like, if you have designs for merch, you can send us that, too. And, yeah. like, as per usual, we're always open to hearing your weird or horrific stories. Two scared siblings at Gmail. Yep, and Two Scared Siblings pretty much everywhere else, except on Twitter, where we're Two Scared Sibs. Because of Twitter's... A fear of word counts. Fear of character numbers. It does have, like, a, a chronic fear of that. Like, it's, it's, like, the worst way to communicate. Like, now you are limited to sound bites, which means there's going to be no context for anything you say. Yeah. Enjoy the fights. Like... <laughs> so rate, review, subscribe. Yes. All right. And, and also... Have a happy new year. Happy new year. Yeah. Good night. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Again. No. I was going to do a kiss, Me but last. it got stuck on my lips. It so. Got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> bye. <laughs> I take it back. Forget. Forget. <laughs>